Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Jeff Schwartz, Jason Martin in with you for one more day. Clay will be back on Monday. You can find him on Twitter, though, at Clay Travis. Jeff's at Jeff Schwartz. I'm at Jmart Radio. Dub Yarbrough with me here in Nashville. The crew in L.A., I got to say, this is the OG crew from the Jason Martin Show, my original triumvirate of Ryan Bershinger, Chris Perfett, and Brian Fenley. That's fantastic. That's uh, it's taking it way back a year and a half ago. Yeah. I know the show's not that old, but that's still awesome. We'll hear from them uh, coming up a little bit later. Jeff, I look, first off, just let me ask off the top. Back to the future? No. Okay. I I, I knew better, but I just thought I'd... <laughs> I just thought maybe you'd have some good news for me. We're going to do the July 4th movie Please. stuff a little bit later on in the show. That's going to be fun because... I just hope you do better than you did on your Memorial Day list. Dub, see if you can find the right list uh, here. Also, all week we've been trying to figure out what we're going to watch in the studio. And for some reason, every morning we're in here, they're running the Baylor-Oklahoma Big 12 championship game like every day. And then they ran, for some reason, Alabama-Arkansas, which was like a 1,000 to nothing in the second quarter. But right now, they're running... Michigan, Ohio State, when Troy Smith was the quarterback. And so uh, this is more like it right here. 
Like we can we can roll with this. This was 2006, and it's a game that ends up being 42-39 for the Big Ten yeah. title. Like that. I don't. There's too much good out there for for there to be. Here's the Mac Jones era beginning at Alabama uh, on TV. Like I know this you was, have. There's a lot of tape. This was 2005, right? Because I think both I think both teams still were in the top four for the BCS. Well, it says six on the info. Oh, maybe but you could six. be right. I have it I, on mute, so we just um, flipped it on. I remember because we got we as an organ, I think, got left out of the BCS that year. That's why you know of this game. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm maybe wrong on this. No, it was oh, okay. The, the game in in 2005 was 25 21. What year? Who did we got left out that year? We got left out that year for some for some reason. I forget what it was. Um, yeah, I remember because we were fifth and um, we very easily could. Now we didn't have our quarterback. We probably would have gotten our butts whooped, but we were at least close enough to to have an opportunity to play in uh, in a BCS bowl. That would have been fun. Who was the quarterback at Oregon in oh five oh six? I remember Harrington, Kel- but that was like oh one oh two. Kellen Clemens. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were we were fifth in the country that year, um, and the reason we got left out of a BCS bowl was it was something like the top four teams had to go, and so they obviously went, and then Notre Dame was like in the top twelve, and they got to go to a BCS bowl because they're in the top twelve, um, and so they got to go. Um, yeah, it just was it was. It, it was a wreck, but we were so we we actually went to the. Um, Went to the Holiday Bowl, and we ended up um, we ended up losing. But we didn't have a quarterback, so whatevs. So, in our little chat window before we started, you put in just an ominous sentence, and it's unfortunate, quite frankly, because and this show has certainly been more optimistic than basically anybody else in sports media from the outset. But your your comment just says, "I'm worried about football." Yeah, um, I'm worried for a couple reasons. Um, it, you know, there. Uh, I mean, we could go to the college side first if you want to do that. Sure. Um, you know, the Pac-12 commissioner yesterday, Larry Scott, came out and said we're working through all the options now, which he had not done. I, th- I, I, I believe very strongly that college football as a whole was on the way to, to starting on time. Like it, it really was. I think people were excited about that being the case. Um, and then now we've had like one state in every conference that is, um, that is scaring people um, into why we might not start on time. So like Arizona in the Pac-12, Texas in the Big 12, and then, I mean, obviously the SEC team's there too, and then Florida in the SEC. And so now they're working through different scenarios where – you know, the season is, um, starts late. You, in that case, you just play conference games. Um, and then also moving the season to the spring, which I think is the spring idea is, is by far the worst, um, for many reasons. One is that it pushes back the 2021 fall, you know, normal football season. It would push that back probably to October, November, because there's not enough time to, for your bodies to recover to get that in. Uh, the NFL said they're not moving their draft, which they shouldn't move their draft. Um, and so I know it's just, I, I know that Larry Scott is being honest about the possible scenarios. Um, and like July 13th is about the time they have to decide what to do. Because remember, they, they, they were going to come in July 15th 
for a ramp up period to kind of get themselves ready for training camp because that, you know the issue we talked about yesterday with with David Chow and just me and you about you know just being kind of physically ready to play right and there was talk about the July fifteenth thing but you know it's and Larry Scott mentioned like it's not really about our players that are already on campus are besides LSU Clemson you know Kansas State Houston there's been relatively low testing numbers or low positive mm-hmm. numbers amongst college athletes. You look out west, only I think only seven Pac-12 schools are reporting, and most are not reporting on football alone, just kind of overall athletes that are returning. And they have like, out of seven schools, there were 10 positive tests, right? Um, if you look at yesterday, I think I saw um, uh, uh, Michigan tested like a ridiculous number of, of players. Um, here we go. Brett McMurphy tweeted out, Michigan has tested 322 student athletes and coaches and staff for COVID. Only two have positive tests. Like what we're seeing that 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 outside of a couple of schools, the testing numbers actually show really good results for for college athletes and for their staff. Like they, like they're doing what they have to do. Just a couple of schools that kind of have thrown that off. So it's not this is the, the, what I'm worried about is not like the 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 athletes themselves that are there. It's that some of these campuses might not open on time, and the college presidents. And athletes have been very firm in this, Jason, saying like, "Look, if campus is not open, we're right. not playing football." Right. And from the college side, that's what really worries me. I mean, USC has already said they're doing online classes. So the question becomes, Jason, at what level is like open? Like, if USC is has you know a, a like a lab open on campus and has like the student center open on campus and the library open, does that count as like open enough to play football? Online only courses, Jeff, means NCAA 14 gets played by the team online where and Twitch streams so everyone can see the video game. <laughs> but you know, but but I also think that by the way, I mean, look, I'll, I'll give I'll give Big Cat a shout out, man. Like that, what he has done with that game and Twitch, I mean, like. The way they're able to create content in a pandemic has been fabulous. I, I mean, I never thought in my life I'd be watching Big Cat play football every night. It's a little more boring now because he wins all the time and like he's he understood like figure out how to actually play, um, not just throw a bunch of picks every night. But bravo to him for figuring out how to. Play I, I don't even know what you're talking about, but I assume Big really? Cat's been playing video games yes. on Twitch. Yes, he he plays he plays NCAA. 2014. Okay, and it's like his well, that's fifth, a good idea. It's like his it's like his fifth season. He's the number one streamer on Twitch now. Like he, it's like incredible. I mean, he gets like for the champion, like the BCS game, he gets like over like 150 thousand people are watching. Now, what's hilarious <laughs> is that like people people are gonna watch the video game more when the championship is on the line. That makes me laugh a little bit. Well, it, because like you know, he's like. Toledo right now he, he oh, okay so yeah he, I used to do that too I mean props to Big Cat for doing that but I mean back in the day NCAA football me and my two roommates we had a dynasty rolling for years and years and years and we picked the worst teams in the game and built them into national powers and we would actually we would block off literally Jeff we would block off like four or five hours for recruiting and for off-season activities, and we would all like just clear our schedules. It would be all right. None of us are working that day. <laughs> we're gonna, you know, grab some beverages and we're gonna sit down that night. Yeah. And we're just gonna hammer this thing out. And recruiting all had to be done with other with witnesses in the room because there was a cheating incident, which led oh. to some sanctions for one of my oh. roommates who just. Oh we, no! We two of us went to the gym. And then we come back and oh really? So you've been able to get like it was it was crazy. So I get that. And if you, it's not cool to like 
play NCAA and go pick, I don't know, whatever you want to pick, Clemson right now. I get it if you're a Clemson fan, but if you're going to run a dynasty, even if I was running a dynasty, I wouldn't pick yeah. Clemson. And I would go take that yeah. job when they fell completely off the map, which is what happens. Like Ohio State ends up being the right. worst team in the game 10 or 15 years Correct. in because you've destroyed their program with your recruiting. Yeah, so he started as the OC of Toledo. Then he went to OC at USC, the head coach at Tennessee, and then he went to uh, Toledo. So he won a title at Tennessee, then went to Toledo and won a title. So I think that's how his. So <laughs> I don't know how we got sidetracked, but it's I won been... three straight national championships at Appalachian State. There you go. And then went to Western Kentucky. And this was well, before I ended up moving to Bowling Green and attending Western Kentucky. Like, there were always these always these jokes that we would pay attention to what the schools were doing in real life. So I would just always say, yeah, you know, I'm pretty proud of the boys. Pretty proud of what they're doing up there. Uh, they're keeping things rolling and all this kind of stuff. And I ended up visiting Bowling Green to see my parents and then end up going to WKU. And the joke, of course, <laughs> from my friends was, what was the contract deal like I wasn't going to school, I was going to coach. <laughs> Everything. Um, sometimes, sometimes you got to find ways to have fun in life, yeah. Jeff. Yeah, um, you you do, and, and right now, Big Cat is doing that, and I've enjoyed watching. That's a good it. idea. That's a really really smart idea. Um, so you so you're worried about football, and again, I told you yesterday, what are we going to end up talking about today? What's going to break? And it's just it's just more negativity, Jeff. It's like everything's just limiting this or changing this. And we talked two days ago as it related to the NBA. What was going to happen here? What was what was too much? When does the bubble burst? When do things happen? Because the Nuggets shut down their facility because yeah. of two positive tests. And guess what's happened now? The Clippers did. Yeah. Yes. Like this the whole thing. Had one t- I think Dan Patrick said it's a house of cards. He feels like all of sports is a house of cards this fall. That's a pretty good description of it, quite frankly. Because it, it's almost like if one thing goes wrong, then there's going to be the plausible excuse to do whatever to, yeah. I think, overreact to everything. I mean, I look, uh, the thing about it is, you know, and it, I, I refer back to like what David Chow said yesterday because he's a doctor, and I, I would hope that he and I feel like he's um, he knows what we're talking about when it comes to stuff. You know, he mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, he said he made sure to, to mention novel coronavirus, right? And like the thing about it is that things keep changing very quickly with what we know about it, what we don't know about it. I mean, we're seeing closures in states that are very red, uh, which early on we saw closures in states that were very blue. So it really hasn't discriminated, you know, by the state. Um, and I just think people don't know the best way to proceed. And as far as just sticking to sports, um, you know, in the NBA, you know, I saw the article about the Clippers closing their facility. I felt like they were closing it just to make sure they could travel to Orlando. Like it, it, the article kind of made it seem like, hey, we're just kind of making sure no one else gets sick before we leave. I think like they, it wasn't like we're closing it and not going to Orlando. It was like, let's just no. close it. Let's They're clean up. They may have it open and, Wednesday. And yeah. And like kind of like get going again to Orlando. Um, so I, I think the, I think the NBA is going to make it work because the money they put into it and everything's already set up in Orlando. And look, I, I, the bubble idea, I understand that. I get it. Um, and what they're trying to do. And I think, I think it does go off. I really do. Um, I get back to the money here, Jason. And, you know, we, we talk about opening the economy and that's money, right? And, and lives and sports are the same way. I know it's more money. Um, but it, 
it's it's money nonetheless, and there's incentives for this to come back, especially in the NBA and baseball, but you know specifically to football. Look, I mean, college football. The budget is, you know, 80 to 85% of the athletic budget is through college football. Oh, yes. And, you know, and, and that's, and that covers obviously all your sports, or right? it covers all your Olympic sports, covers some of basketball. And we're already seeing, um, you know, athletic departments shutter sports. Boise State shut down, I think, three sports the other day. We've seen um, Cincinnati kill some sports. I think some smaller schools um, in Michigan have killed some sports. And I don't want to see that happen, right? I, I hope every sport stays afloat, and that will be with football. And there's no amount of loan. <laughs> there's no amount of, like, there's no, there's no just money sitting around that will save all these sports. Like, there's no... I mean, I know, I know there's especially not at smaller schools, right? Like I know there's endowments and yeah, you can maybe pull money from those and figure out a way to take loans out. I mean, yeah, there, there's ways to do it, but I think we are also, we, we overestimate how much money these athletic departments and these schools have. I mean, for example, like UCLA, UCLA, like, like a premier school in this country is in their athletic department is in financial ruin right now. They are so in debt. Like they, they, they took, um, they took money from the, the they took a loan from the school to, to try to get out of their, their debts on the, on the athletics. Like they just, there's not as much money as I think as we believe there is. Um, and if football doesn't get played, it's a problem. And maybe the answer is the shortened season. But again, I, I think like, okay, what's the difference between now? And September, like we're not exactly. I just, like um, I just think that we've gone to a point now where we're really not going back in the other direction. We might be able to through closures of bars and sorry to the one person who called yesterday on that closures, uh, bars and you know nightclubs and movie theaters and I saw bowling alleys or wherever somewhere close. Like maybe we we kind of like steady the curve. I don't think we're ever going to flatten it, but just we just kind of like boom, we kind of just make it straight line right and. That's enough, you know, to, to to play sports, but we're not ever flattening it, and it's that's a that's not never going to happen again. So we have to kind of have to get over that idea of that happening to play sports. Maybe we just do enough to get it to straight line, and we can t- and we get back to to playing sports. I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I, it just. I mean, you're not going to flatten. I mean, we were never supposed to flatten under the curve anyway. It's not like we were going to eliminate under the curve. We were just trying not to overwhelm the hospital system. That's what we were told. And that made sense for a few weeks in particular, especially when we didn't have all the information that we have now. The guy that called yesterday, um, I understand his sentiment. And I, I don't agree with orders being put down to shut things down. I feel like if you have a business... If you want to open that business, you should open that business. Uh, I That doesn't mean that I'm going to go to that business right now if it's a small bar inside, but I don't like forced closures. But the argument about athletic department budgets, you know, I was talking to a couple people in um, that have worked around or been covering some of these smaller universities in Conference USA, yeah. and they've made it clear they're worried about the future of their entire athletics program because of the lack of football, yeah. because of what would happen if football didn't happen. And I remember this was a couple months ago we were having this discussion, and it was a lot more, we don't know what's going to happen in the fall at that point in time. And now we're sitting here on July the 3rd, 
and we're still having the same kind of conversation. But I made that Starbucks analogy a couple of days ago where franchisees uh, don't have nearly as much money as you would think when it takes no. you 30 minutes to get your drink because there's people <laughs> all standing there and it seems like there's just constant motion yeah. and it's always busy. That's It's not... Sometimes it looks yeah. like it's. I mean, there are a lot of there are some universities that are rolling in dough, but a lot of colleges around the country are the yeah. absolute opposite, and that's that's a that's an overarching fear. There's there's no question about it. That's a that's something that we're going to have to watch. We just don't know exactly how bad that's going to be. We'll take a break. We'll come back and then we'll move into the NFL discussion as well and 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 talk about some of the things that we're hearing there. First it was limiting preseason, now it's limiting people that might be uh in in camps. There's a lot of there's still just a lot of uncertainty here. We're going to try to cut through the clutter, bring you the facts, not bring you the feelings. That's what we do here. We'll be right back. I'll kick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at OReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's OReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting Getting you down, it's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's H I M S dot com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex choose are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest. GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Hour number two of the program. I'll kick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Clay's back on Monday. Jeff Schwartz, Jason Martin in with you for one more day. We've had a lot of fun this week, even though a lot of the topics have, well, unfortunately been about whether or not sports are going to be played again. Still, hopefully, we will have them, and we are still more optimistic, I think, than most, or at least most that you can find in sports media. I want to talk about Cam Newton's contract a little bit with you, Jeff, because of, and I don't know that this would have been anything to really discuss until Richard Sherman weighed in. And he says on a tweet, how many former league MVPs have had to sign for the men asking for a friend, men meaning minimum, just ridiculous. A transcendent talent and less talented quarterbacks are getting 15 to 16 million a year. Disgusting. I don't, here's my take on this, and then I'll get your thoughts here. How many former league MVPs have had to sign for the men? I mean, I don't know. If I went to go grab Peyton Manning right now, I don't think I'd probably pay him $30 million to be the quarterback. Yes. But I know that's a different argument. But the thing is, today ain't yesterday. This whole de- I mean, how many teams were beating down the door to get Cam Newton? Reportedly, maybe one other one was kicking the tires on it, but it wasn't like there was a huge market here for Cam Newton. Cam's response to this on Instagram was that this was this is about respect. It's not about money. He's getting a base salary of 1.05 mil. That's minimum of his experience. And he can get 6.45 in incentives and per-game roster bonuses. This is a prove-it year for Cam Newton. Whether or not you think that should be the case, it probably should be the case because of the health concerns and yeah. all that. They're doing a low-risk deal here. And Cam Newton knows. He said it's about respect. Right now, it's about respect. He wants to go out there and prove it. He wants to show what he's capable of. He wants to show that his body has recovered. And then he's going to get paid. 
If he goes out there and balls this year, he's going to get paid. But there's no reason to pay him millions and millions when the market didn't exist, Richard. Like, I get it. Yes, he's a former league MVP. He's a former league MVP. He's not the reigning MVP. He's not a year removed from being the MVP. The guy that was in the Super Bowl, we haven't seen that guy in a while, Jeff. We saw him for maybe half of a season in 2018, then his body betrayed him again. And since that point, we were having discussions not about whether or not he was going to have the highest salary in the league, but whether or not he was going to have a salary in the league. Uh, Yeah, look, I understand the angst here, right? Because we see other players that are not as good making a lot more money than him, but this has to do with availability, right? And we know that um, players that often get injured just don't get the contract that they think they deserve. And this has to do with leverage, too. Think about this. You know, Cam Newton wanted to start. And I agree, he's a starter in the NFL when he's healthy. And assuming that he's healthy, he will start and he'll earn all his money and he'll earn even more to his point next year. He's already made a a hundred million dollars in his career too. So he'll get another contract if he plays well. And that's the way he's looking at this investment in, in him. And that investment in him will pay off with a big contract in 2021. But the Patriots here had all the leverage, right? So Cam wants to start even before free agency, Jason, look at the places that he had a pl- that, that needed quarterbacks, right? Let's say that uh, you know, Tampa Bay needs a quarterback, but they signed Tom Brady. You could have argued that Tennessee was looking at a quarterback, but then they signed to Ryan Tannehill, so they're off the market. You're looking at the Chargers that have Tyrod Taylor, but they went they wanted to draft a guy, so they drafted Justin Herbert. Dolphins drafted a guy we knew they were going to draft a quarterback, and the Bengals drafted a quarterback. I mean, where else? You look at Jacksonville and New England, right? And the Chargers, like the three, even after the draft, Jacksonville, New England. The Chargers are the three places Cam could possibly go and be a starter, right? Jacksonville seems all in on Gardner Minshew, which I think is a, At least is a they, fault. Yeah, I don't know that that's going to work out, but it, they're going to give him another year to Correct. try and prove that they're right or wrong there. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure it, it would have worked. It, it, will, it will work, I should say. The Chargers drafted Justin Herbert, and Tyrod Taylor is a capable star in the NFL. I mean, he's not, he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. They're not Bowl, coming but, to win the Super Bowl this year right. anyway. They just want to develop Justin Herbert and Tyrod Taylor's always been known to be a guy that you yeah. can learn from. He's a he's a good veteran guy who's good in the locker room and I bet you he will do all the mentoring necessary. And Justin Herbert, you know this better than anybody, Jeff. Justin Herbert is classy and he is smart and he is probably somebody that's not going to go in there with a gigantic ego and wreck shop. He's actually going to sit there and try to learn from Tyrod Taylor. Correct. Um, and so it makes sense there. And I do think that there is a possibility um, that, you know, let's say Tyrod were to get hurt in training camp, that they would have signed Cam Newton. Okay. I mean, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. So New England knew that, hey, man, you want to start, we're one of the only places where you can start. And they gave him a deal that, you know, that kind of is is um, equivalent to like, hey, man, just like come in and try to get a job. And, and then we have a very incentive, you know, laden deal for a guy who's been injured now for almost a year and a half. So I get it. It's not it's not really it doesn't look fair um, when you when you add up what everyone else is making. I mean, everyone points to Chase Daniel making. All, well, good for Chase. I mean, like they get what you can get. Um, you should have to bash Chase to make a point about about Cam not getting enough money, but it's all leverage, man. And and Cam didn't really have it. Plus, I don't think he. Uh, to your point about what he posted, what he said, he's made a hundred million dollars. I I'm not sure that 
this the money for one season this year is as important to him as making sure he can get another contract after the season. And I think New England, we've seen increasingly, has been a place where you can have a one-year deal and ex- and that can explode you into a much longer contract the following year. Yeah, I mean, I look at it and I just think he's 31 years old right now. If he goes out there and balls, he's going to get a deal. And I think in his head, he's he's just like, look, I know where I was some years ago. I know how people saw me then. I know that that is not the case right now, so I'm going to go to the Patriots, and I'm going to play, and I'm sure he's betting on himself, and he's looking, I would say, at his age at one more deal, maybe two years, maybe three years after this with somebody, and that's probably about it. Then he rides off into the sunset around 35. I don't know. Maybe he plays longer than that. His body, I I still fear his body, but just like anybody else that was going to sign him, that has to be taken into consideration. So yeah, he's a former NFL MVP, but he's a former NFL MVP five years removed. Like you can't, that, that statement just, Sherman's a very thoughtful guy a lot of times, and he says a lot of smart things and a lot of thought-provoking things. I disagree with him sometimes. I disagree with him here just because I don't think that you can... You can't look at this in a vacuum. There are a lot of other circumstances surrounding this that make it make sense. And yeah... It has to be incentive-laden because the question is just how much of Cam Newton is left? How much of Cam Newton is left for him? How much can we get out of Cam Newton? So we're going to say, look, you can make six and a half mil if you just go out there and just wreck shop for us. If you go out there and you're the Cam Newton of old, the guy that we're hoping you are, then we're going to find a way to compensate you for that. The other thing was it was pretty tight for the Patriots money-wise anyway. It's not like they had a ton of money to throw around. If they, That's one of the reasons why this situation yeah. worked out for them, worked out for both parties. Yeah, and they, they, I mean, look, you could find ways to get money. I mean, they could sign Joe Thune, their left guard, to a long-term deal and get him off the franchise tag. I mean, there's ways to, if they want to get around it, they could. But yes, they, they, I think they have the, I saw yesterday, they spend the, the lowest amount on quarterbacks in their room. I think, I think they still owe Tom Brady money. Yeah, but they got a dead million. Uh, they got a dead cap charge for Tom yeah, Brady of 13 but, and a half mil. But in general, though, they have like the lowest spending of quarterbacks actually in their room, um, which is quite a, a change, obviously, from the previous year. So the upside here is all for the Patriots, and it's for Cam. Cam plays well. He gets a long-term deal next year. Cam doesn't. The Patriots aren't out a lot of money, and uh, Cam will – I mean, I don't know. If he gets hurt again, I don't, I don't know if his career can withstand getting hurt one more time. No, I don't either. And especially if it's anything that takes him out for a couple of months – and we've talked about, you mentioned it earlier this week, and we were talking about Andrew Luck, and we've talked about him several times since he retired, just the wear and tear on your psyche yeah. that comes with rehab as a career. Like when rehab becomes your career and not the sport that you're playing, then all of a sudden you start to weigh options as to, man, I've, right. made, I've made a decent amount of money right here. I'm sure Cam Newton strikes me as somebody that he could end up in media and do a good job if he wanted to, um, has a kind of outsized personality, and I, if winning is taken away in terms of that, then maybe there's not that deal where he gets down on himself. He could end up being very good in that role. He could also do some community work. Yeah, We've seen him successful there. Yeah, yeah, he's done some great work in Charlotte, and maybe maybe that's the pathway he wants to go, but he's got other things that he can do that don't involve him having to rehab to death, just rehab right. constantly over and over again. I, you know, I haven't really had to experience that, in my life, but you know, you as someone who has Jeff, it just it wears on you. And when you've made that much money, it's like, man, I can do something else and sit on the 
you know, sit yeah. on the couch and watch, watch Netflix and just watch games on Sunday. Maybe coach. I, and I thought there was a chance that he would retire because you, know, you mentioned the grind of, of rehab, and that's what it is. It's a mental grind. Every day, you know, your body is not responding the way you thought it would. Uh, the rehab is just not going in the direction you thought. I mean, you make very small strides at times. Um, and he talked about this in one of his, um, is the right word, a vlog, a video blog. Um, I hate that word. But he uh, talked about just the, the mental grind of having to do that every single day. And I did that for almost two years straight. I mean, it's just it's exhausting to to come in every day and try to work on your body and like I said it doesn't respond the way you want it to you know you're in you're in pain um and I, I thought he would follow the Andrew Luck route and just be done because of of having to rehab and obviously he feels good enough to make one more run at it but if he gets hurt and like a training camp is out for the year I mean he's done like I just think mentally he's probably fried at that point yeah and and I don't know how many people could blame him at that point in time, when you look back and you think about Liz Frank and you think about a fractured back, but even back in dating back to 2014, I mean, he's, his body has taken a, just a huge beating. If he has a major setback again, that Andrew Luck situation is yeah. going to speak to him even more maybe than it has before. And when Andrew Luck retired, a lot of us said, hey, Cam could be next. Like, Cam could be somebody. Like, once Cam was done for the year, once you yeah. saw it, was it a Monday night game? Was that the last game he played? Uh, it was thir- I think it, Thursday it, night. It was okay, Tampa. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was yeah, Thursday yeah. night. That was... I have never seen somebody that looked less happy well, of course. to be on a football field doing something that I still think he loves than that. And it was just... I can't even imagine how he felt physically at that point in time. Well, he felt awful. That's why he was, I mean, he hurt his foot in the preseason, tried to play through it, couldn't do it. And he's a guy that uses his legs, obviously. It's not a, it's not, I don't think going to be as big a part of his game in, in uh, New England, but obviously it's still a huge part of, of who he is as a quarterback. And, you know, not being able to do that is, is crippling for him. Even just his, his psyche. It's not, I don't know if it's just crippling to his game, but just his psyche, being able to, being able to run. And making plays with his legs fires him up as a quarterback. It makes him a better overall player. And to not have that ability really, I think, hurts him as as just an overall player. Yeah, the one. Yeah, that's right. The one difference between the way Lux rehab went, it seemed like, and Cam's is the stories that you were hearing out of Indianapolis were just so baffling. It's just like, is it getting better or is it getting worse? Because it was all so mysterious and he's not even been able to pick up a regulation football and throw it and all of this. And then you would see him throwing a little bit and then, well, they're not throwing anymore. Like, that wasn't really the case with Cam. I mean, Cam just kind (laughs) of went away. But once we started seeing these workout videos and all that over this last stretch of months, it's been pretty much full steam ahead in terms of you haven't heard a lot of negativity. It's been a lot more positive right. from outside sources that are looking. Even David Chow, who, Dr. Chow, who we had on yesterday, um, he's put out several comments saying he's very optimistic about Cam's yeah. health. Well, remember last year, there was that, you know, after about four weeks, it was like, will he play, will he won't play? Kyle Allen's doing a good job. Yeah. Are they purposely not playing Cam because, uh, you know, because Kyle's doing a good job? And it did feel a little bit like that, but obviously his foot just took longer to recover. And that is a, a tough injury, uh, a Liz Frank to kind of, um, you know, to kind of deal with because you, you, you're, it's like when you plant your foot, it like kind of splices. It doesn't like hold into the ground. And there really is no, um, 
rehab other than rest. I mean, they could put a pin in there to kind of help your tendon stay together, but there's not like it's not like there's a uh, it's not a catch all cure. There's no right. vaccine it's, for it's, it. I mean, but it's not like you broke your leg and you just put a plate in your leg, which I've had right. happen to me. And then you know, six weeks later, it's it's healed. Um, so that that's the concern. But I think I think you're right. I think he's healthy now, um, and I'm excited to watch him play uh, for the Patriots. It's gonna be fun to watch. It's definitely going to be fun to watch. Uh, I'm curious to know how many July 4th films Jeff feels were fun to watch. We're going to go through a list. Dub found the, the list for us. We're going to come back. We're going to find out just how depraved the Jeff Schwartz movie catalog actually is. This is a man that has not seen Back to the Future. It is 2020. We've been in a pandemic for months, and we still haven't been able to get this job done. It's it's a sad state of affairs right now, but we'll have a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be right back. It's Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. If you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in the United States experienced mental illness last year. Yet far too many people with mental health needs fail to receive the treatment and support necessary to elevate their quality of life. Carillon Behavioral Health is doing something about it. Born out of one of the largest healthcare organizations in the country, Carillon Behavioral Health believes that behavioral health is a key part of whole health. With 40 plus years of experience and 115,000 in-network providers, they understand the power of meaningful connection and compassionate care, treating physical, mental, 
emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carillon Behavioral Health is there to not only help individuals in need, but caregivers, parents, and communities, so everyone comes out stronger on the other side. Carillon Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back. I'll kick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Martin, Jeff Schwartz in. Clay Travis back on Monday. We've had fun all week. Just ran through a list of films released on July 4th weekend. Not going to be any of those this year. At least not in theaters as we continue to navigate whatever this year is. The I think it's kind of the actual depiction of the everything is fine meme. That's kind of what 2020 <laughs> has been. <sighs> right now on it. right now on TV, UCLA USC from 2008 when USC the, was number five in the country. The Bruins upset him, right? It wasn't like he had like, I believe it was like, so. It was like 13 to nine. It was like a weird score. Finley Brian Finley right now is like frantically rushing to find. ESPNU and get it on the screen. It's like some really weird score. Yeah, it was it was an odd game, I do remember. But I remember there's a ton of pro talent on this field as well. I believe. Uh, yeah, it was um no, this is it's two thousand seven, this would have been. Well it says eight on uh somehow like you've been you've said it's a different year both times with the the info says two thousand eight. Mark oh, Sanchez you, Well USC didn't I don't think USC lost that game. 2006, I think, was the year they were upset. But what, it, what yeah, USC won 28-7. This is not the game that you're – there's no upset here. Well, if it's 28-7, then why are we watching this? Now, no why idea. is this the one that you pick? You should have watched the one in 2006. All right. So yeah, 2006, looking- UCLA won 13-9. They beat, they, were, they beat number two USC. That's the year it was. That's why I was like, why is 2008 on? That, doesn't, that wasn't the year. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. To go back That's to my right. childhood, yes. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I got you. Understood. Uh, so yesterday we were looking at the AFC quarterbacks, and once you got past four, you saw we talked about it's better to rank in terms of tiers yes. than it is like 1 to 30 or 1 to 32 and all of that and start to look at everything else. But um, the NFC, there's just so much more depth. Doesn't mean that there's not a couple guys that you'd rather not have on your team, but there is a lot more depth in the NFC. The AFC list, I don't think, is all that hard, really, because you're parsing mediocrity real quick. Um, when you look at, I'm just going to list the guys quickly, and then we can go back and actually discuss them here. I'll, it goes east, north, southwest in the list that I have. Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, Dwayne Haskins, Mitch Trubisky, 
Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Russell Wilson. And I'll say from the start, I think that if you were going number one, the last guy I mentioned is number one. Russell Wilson is number one. That is correct. Yeah. And that's not a hard number one either. He's He is somehow still underrated in the NFL. I, I don't understand it. Um, he plays in an offense that's not designed for his strengths. Um, it's so silly. I don't know how he has not got an MVP vote before. He probably will never because he doesn't pass enough. He doesn't, the offense is not built around him. He's used as a decoy. Like it's more so, so than he would. He, he could be a weapon in many places. I remember reading a Robert Mays piece. I think it was Robert Mays. Maybe it was Kevin Clark. A couple of years ago where they were basically Probably. saying that one of the reasons that they – or no, I guess it would have been this offseason because it was after they drafted DK Metcalf and they were just like – well, they bring in Metcalf, and Metcalf's going to be another guy that could be a decoy down the field, but the ultimate decoy is Russell Wilson because they're paying him a ton of money, but they're going to run the football because that's what Pete Carroll's conservatism does. That's what his. That's what Schottenheimer does also. It's always like – it's always like – Wilson's like just say it's always like save us buddy like fourth quarter that's why he's in the fourth quarter he always plays frenetic and he plays so well is because it's like Russell Wilson come save us man like we're not doing you know we're down come save us so Wilson to me is easily number one number two I assume like there's a couple guys that you could maybe go with here but I would say you're probably looking at Rogers Breeze Ryan, Brady, those are probably the four that might stand out. Um, I went with uh, Breeze here. Yeah, I, I, that's where I would have gone as well. And then maybe you go Rodgers? His accuracy is, yeah, I put Rodgers three. Um, I think Rodgers is on the down, but I think, oh, three, yeah. is, I think three is still just the, the talent he has still puts him at three. Matt Ryan four? Or would you go Carson Wentz four? Or would you go Brady four? I went Brady four. Okay, Brady four. I, 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 yeah, maybe so. Ryan five. I went Wentz five. Okay. Um, I, I'm. I just need I to see. Should, I need to see a little bit more from Carson Wentz this year. I, I mean, this is a question of like, is this like talent? I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I went Wentz four. I mean, I, I would wouldn't be. I'd be okay with putting Ryan up at four at five. I should say, but I, I have Ryan a little lower. Okay, uh, Stafford and Cousins are probably. I have Dak next, next on the list. You have Dak above Stafford. Okay, and I think I, Dak so, is probably right around. I think we're getting to where Dak makes sense, but I might still go Stafford just because I know what level of talent Stafford has. He's never had all that much around him. Uh, correct, but he also I don't know. He's a little consistent, but yeah, I would. Um, you know, I, I got to put Matt Ryan higher, I think, looking at my list. You put him know. above Brady now? Uh, if not, no, then, almost, then you've got him where he probably should be. I'm going to put Brady. I'm going to keep Brady where he is at four, and then I'm going to have... Ryan you know, should Wentz. be above Carson Wentz, I think. I mean, there, I mean, you can make arguments either way, but Wentz still has to prove a little bit more to me in games that matter. But, now, a lot of... Ryan, he played well last year, and the team at times let him down... I just I feel well, a little bit more confident yeah. in Matt Ryan. I mean, the Wentz thing is the injuries, right? I mean, otherwise, I think yes. you'd feel much better about him. I mean, he's had no wide receivers for the last two years, correct? Um, and I just the injury thing is is um, I, I think I still I still like Wentz a lot. Um, so I'm gonna, you know, 
It's interesting. Wentz is the one that's the, the, the But let's go. So after Matt Ryan, who I have here is seven, uh, I have Stafford eight, I have Cousins nine, mm-hmm. and I have Jimmy G ten. I feel like mm. I very much. I could very much make a case for Kyler Murray at ten. I was going to say Kyler Murray at ten, just because of the upside. I just, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the very definition of average. That's that's just my personal opinion. It's not that you can't win with him, but I don't think he's generally going to be the reason that you win. Um, the big, the I mean, the reason Kansas City won the championship and San Francisco didn't is because Patrick Mahomes played on one of those rosters. I don't think right. you're ever going to look at San Francisco and say, "Well, Jimmy G makes this a no-brainer for San Francisco." Like it just—he just doesn't jump off the page to me that way. He's probably not going to make—he's not going to lose you games, although he's going to make a couple of questionable decisions. But I just—I kind of see him in that—I don't know, seventeen, fifteen to seventeen range in the NFL yeah. overall in quarterbacks. Yeah. So Wilson, Breeze, Rogers, Brady, Wentz. I moved Ryan to six above Dak, then Stafford, Cousins, Jimmy G. With with Kyler Murray, I think I think the caveat is Kyler Murray could easily just like pop, pop up really fast. Yeah, this this could be a year where you know in his second year he might become a real household name because they are going to be fun to watch. We were talking about if you had a chance to just watch five teams and everything they did and the NFL didn't have the same access that it does now with Sunday Ticket, the Cardinals might be one of those five just because Kyler Murray and that offense are going to be so much fun to watch. I I do think that there's a chance that he springs up really fast. After that, whether or not you have Murray or Garoppolo, now you're looking at, here's who's left, Goff, Bridgewater, Trubisky, Haskins, Daniel Jones. I think that's everybody. Um, I'm debating whether to to put like a, an arrow down for Rodgers, like stock, like a stock down for Rodgers on my little list here. Well, I mean, I think his stock has been dropping for about two years. I think that last year the Packers' success was largely because of Aaron Jones and the defense. It was not nearly as much about Rodgers tearing it up the way that he has in the past. And the fact, I just think it's going to recede a little bit more. It just seems like we've seen the best out of Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't mean he still can't win at the highest level. It just means the Aaron Rodgers that was like, he's the greatest that's ever picked up a football, that that Aaron Rodgers is nowhere to be found anymore. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you there. So when you're looking at some of these guys, and I mean, now we've gotten to the to the real okay well take it or leave it kind of situation yeah um i guess with what is left i would feel i might want to see like i think bridgewater has a chance to end up you having a more positive feeling about him than maybe you do about jared goff um i think maybe not but i think they're about the same i feel like they're about the same player yeah and then outside of that, I don't know what Haskins is going to be. Um, right. Daniel Jones, we saw some good, we saw some not so good. Trubisky, I just don't think has it. I don't think he does either. Do you think he's dead last? Um, and uh, I just think we don't know about Daniel Jones enough yet. We don't know about Haskins enough yet. I mean, Trubisky dead last in the NFC. I mean, I feel a little more comfortable putting him ahead of Daniel Jones and Haskins right now. 
Well, I mean, Nick Foles is his backup. We just don't know, right? No, you don't. I mean, but but still, though, the quarterback play in the NFC, when you look at this list in LA, we didn't go top to bottom, I don't think, in the AFC yesterday. But when you think about Allen, Fitzpatrick, or Tua, um, but Fitzpatrick's list is a starter right now. Cam, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson. Then you've got Burrow, who we'll have to see. Mayfield, who better have a good year for his sake. Roethlisberger at the end of his career. Watson, who's a stud. Rivers at the very end of his career. Minshew, who I don't think either one of us think is a long-term solution. Uh, Tannehill, who, well, we've discussed it. Drew Locke, who we haven't seen yeah. enough of yet. Mahomes, stud. Derek Carr, yeah, uh, Mariota behind him, Tyrod Taylor, and that's that's it. That's your AFC. Yeah, it's just not it's not terribly great right now. There's a lot of young talent, right? Tua and Burrow and maybe Herber. Justin Herbert. Yeah, um, there's just there's less of that young unknown talent in the NFC. It's kind of more established quarterbacks. Yeah, which means I mean you just hope that they draft well because eventually there's going to be a lot of these teams that we're going to be seeing new names on. Um, because a lot of these guys got to be getting towards the end of the line, or at least maybe making moves or right. receding to some degree. So it does feel like it's more of a, it's like the incumbent NFC with a couple of upstarts, and then the AFC is just a whole lot of exciting young guys, and then uh, then some just we've probably seen enough to know this is not going to work. Yeah. There are some guys in the AFC that kind of have like make it or break it. Like Derek Carr has a make it or break it year. Mayfield probably does. Um, Mayfield does as well. With Darnold might. Darnold probably because Gase is probably gone after this year if they don't win. Josh There's a Allen. Lot of, yeah, he's probably entrenched there for a little bit. I, I mean, he made the playoffs this year at least. Um, so he's he's entrenched there. Um, I, I I believe that. So um, I think those are the probably the make it or break it guys. I mean that's a, it's amazing Baker Mayfield goes to make it or break it a year and we kind of predicted that it wasn't going to go well in Cleveland before last year both of us basically said the exact same thing I didn't know Mayfield was going to be in a situation where I think the general perception around him right now is as negative as it seems to be now that means the bar's kind of low maybe so he can just go in and not do some of the things he was doing last year and talk a little bit less and maybe they're going to be better off. But again, the constant problem for Cleveland is here's the you know turnstile of head coaches. So here's another one coming in, and we've got to see what this is going to be. Last year, that was not a good hire. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of my Baker Mayfield position last year was I didn't, I didn't think Freddie Kitchens was any good as a coach, and we were putting right. too much on him. And that, you know, the NFL – has a really incredible way of of um, humbling you, right? Like if you think you've arrived, and I have every player has a story like that. Like we all like there was a game I remember in 2010 where I was going against like an undrafted free agent, and not that I was some stud back then, but like we were, you know, we were all joking about how you know the the guy over Jordan Gross, the left tackle, had a, he, Jordan had a tough day, and Jeff Schwartz had an easy day, and then I had like my worst game in my career. Like it, humbly, I thought Baker Mayfield last year was way too out there. Too many interviews, too many endorsements. I don't really think he should turn down endorsements, but there were like too many like like too many like oh my god, look how good Baker's going to be profile pieces. I just I thought that was ridiculous. And so 
He put a target like on eight, him too, didn't it? He like ten games as, as a as a rookie, and he played terribly against good teams. Um, so I just think that um, we have to. You have to, as a young player, kind of temper that. And then, you know, when last year, and he imploded a little bit. Um, but I think Stefanski's offense really fits him well, and I think he'll be much better this year. I feel like you're right. Um, I, I think they're going to be a fascinating watch because it's just going to be a study on some guys. And Stefanski, hopefully, will give them a better chance in that offense to do what you would anticipate them doing or at least being able to live up closer to their potential. The thing is, you're right. It was like Baker Mayfield was a star before he was actually a star. And then that star kind of faded and you realized, well, maybe that star didn't exist to begin with. Maybe that was actually, it's like you think you saw a UFO, but you were actually just seeing like some spotlight from a distance. That's kind of what it was. It's like, oh, that wasn't a UFO after all. This year we have to find out whether or not the UFO was actually in the sky. Of course, the Pentagon says, yes, UFOs. Another thing in 2020, can you imagine that? That actually was said and it just kind of didn't even get talked about at all because of everything else that's going on. 2020, man. 2020. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.